Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Where you at? I am Dan Day. And it's like Christmas morning to me, or Christmas Eve, because I'm full of anticipation. Born and raised in New Orleans, huge Pelicans fan, live here in Miami, big time Miami Heat fan. After that, you probably know who I'm cheering for tonight, but it's kind of like kissing your cousin, or kissing your sister. The term eludes me right now, because you're kissing your cousin, yeah, you're kissing a girl, but at the same time, it's your cousin. You know, one team's going to win, one team's not going to win. Either way, I am uber excited to watch Heat Pelicans. Hopefully it is a great game that goes into quadruple overtime and Zion Williamson hits a three at the buzzer to win it. That's just me. We'll get to it eventually. A couple of minutes, we're going to get to the Joe Rose Show. They're talking to Izzy Gutierrez about, do you want Bam or Zion if you're drafting number one overall and they're in the same draft? Then Greeny, he's talking about the QB carousel in the NFL. And finally, my dude, dudes, Hawk and Crowder, they're celebrating their holiday. Right now, let's celebrate with some headlines. Jimmy Butler has made the trip to New Orleans, but is still questionable with a sore knee for tonight's game against the Pelicans at 8.30. Miami won the two's previous matchup on Christmas Day, 111-98. The Panthers looked in a two-game skid night when they played Nashville at 8. Florida is currently 13-4-4. The Marlins defeated the Nationals yesterday 8-5 in spring training baseball. The Fish have the day off, then play again tomorrow against the Astros at 1.00. In other baseball news, the MLB will hold Lou Gehrig Day June 2nd. The annual event helps to raise awareness and money for ALS, an illness that killed the former Yankee great. Four-star prep QB Caden Martin has orally committed to the Miami baseball team for the 2022 class. There has been no talk of him playing football yet. Inter-Miami has released their six-game preseason schedule. They open up play March 20th against the USL's Miami FC. The Canes baseball team open a three-game series at NC State while the basketball team play their final regular season game against Boston College tomorrow. The Dolphins have hired Ann Noland as its Senior Director of Football Communications. Noland previously worked with the Patriots organization. And now, let's go ahead and do it. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> 40,000-foot NCAA bracket on the side of an Indianapolis hotel has broken a world record. Now if you're wrong, you're big wrong. Two Welsh women broke a record for pulling an Airbus the fastest over 65 feet. Mmm, women pulling planes. Sexy. A homeless man in Britain was rendered unrecognizably good-looking after receiving a haircut. 
More reason for me to get that haircut. A married couple is claiming the 3x3 rules save their marriage. What is this? It's a rule where each individual gets three hours a week to themselves. Uh-oh, I can see this mushrooming into a 168 by 168 rule. Ooh. Don't get your space in the morning. Get your cup of Joe. The Joe Rose Show, weekdays from 6 to 10. Joe's on vacation. When he takes vacation, he doesn't tell you where he's going. He just says, I'm not going to be here. I'm on vacation. So wherever Joe Rose is in the world, hopefully he's listening, whether it's on his radio, whether he's streaming us on the radio.com app. I don't know. But Zach Krantz and my man Adam Beasley holding it down. They are talking to Miami's own Israel Gutierrez. He's big time with ESPN. They're asking him, you can draft Bam or Zion. Who do you take? Also, does Bam need to step up a little? Butlerless. Ooh, butlerless. Please, let's not be butlerless tonight, Heat. And then, remembering Chris Bosh. Our buddy Izzy Gutierrez is going to join us from ESPN. Talk a little NBA with us. Adam Beasley and myself, Zach Krantz, here with Izzy. Good morning. Welcome to the program. What's up, guys? How are you this morning? We are good. We're uh, getting ready for the All Star. I would. I keep saying All Star Weekend. I got. I got to stop and just say All Star Sunday at this. Are you really getting uh, ready? Like, what does it mean that you're getting ready for it? I, I'm getting ready for the first half to end tonight on Thursday, so I can have a week <laughs> off from the NBA. That's basically what it is uh, tonight. Heat and Pelicans going on. I got to ask you this question to start because I heard Hawk and Cratter talking about it yesterday. And I want to see what your answer is. I've asked just about everyone about this. If you were a fan. Fantasy, um, and not really fantasy basketball like we do fantasy basketball, but a GM in the NBA right now, and you had to start your franchise, and we were picking guys around the league, doesn't matter what team, how old, whatever it was, you're up on your pick, and the two best players on the board are Bam and Zion Williamson. Who are you picking to start your franchise? Mm, it's a, a tough one, right? You came yeah. up with, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, man, I would say to start a franchise. It's interesting because, you know, the no ceiling thing on Bam, I think, is real. I think he can absolutely be, um, you know, a walking triple-double. So it just kind of depends on you want. The interesting part is that it's an actual thought. Like, I can, you can make an argument either way. You, you right. could say Bam because you don't think Zion's going to develop into a similar playmaker, maybe even um, that type of defender and that type of rebounder. I mean, you know one thing that's shocking to me is I spent a little time talking about this the other day. James Harden averages more rebounds than Zion Williamson. And if you're Zion, and this isn't to knock Zion, this isn't a chance to knock him, but um, you can just see that Bam, you know Bam's going to take advantage of every single one of his abilities and then some. And so I think it's a good question. Like, you can make the argument right now for Bam, certainly. I think most people would take Zion because of the potential, because the guy's, you know, a baby and he's averaging 26. But, you know, as people who fall in love with scoring, I, I could definitely make a case for Bam. Right. The sexier pick would be Zion because he was the number one pick and it's Zion Williamson. But probably the better pick if you are starting a franchise, it might be Bam. It might be just because of his all-around play and what he does for a team. And before we get into anything else with the first half of the season and all that, uh, I just have to ask you this. The Miami Heat, when Bam has to be the guy for the Heat when Jimmy's out, and he has like he had one bad night the other night. I think the whole team just played like crap. They were just bad mm-hmm. the other night. Do you think Bam needs to play more like the number one guy on the team at all times? Because his role really is the two guy when Jimmy's out there. Jimmy is the playmaking guy, but Bam is the best all-around player probably on the team. Does he need to step it up, you think, in, in your mind by watching him play? I, I do think that, and I thought that, and I don't even think it's necessarily him that needs to right. step up. I think everybody needs to give him that opportunity. 
Um, but I do think he does, you know, if for no other reason, you know, it'll help expand his offensive game. You're talking about a guy who's 56, I believe, percent from the floor. So you feel good about, um, you know, not that he's an isolation guy or anything, but you'd feel good about his shots if he's taking them. Um, and I think, frankly, he needs to just get more confident in that game. Like, he was playing for a while there, especially when Jimmy was out. Like, he felt every shot he's taking, he was taking was going in. And, um, you know, it hasn't been that as consistent, but that's because, and I think because he hasn't had as many opportunities. I'm sorry about the landscaping noise, guys. He, yeah, I just don't think he's giving himself enough of those opportunities. So I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, but, you know, there needs to be some sort of a flow. It can't just be, hey, in the fourth quarter, we can't get offense going. Bam, you take it to the basket this time. In fact, um, you know, there's a couple games, especially when they lost that lead, I want to say to Golden State. I remember they just they were becoming so predictable in the offense and giving it to him in the high post and letting him sort of run the offense, and it wasn't him being aggressive. And so I definitely think he should be. Um, it's just got to – it's got to be in a rhythm as well. Like, it just can't be all in one game and then not in another game. Like, he's got to be able to, to recognize he's going to get his shot so that he can find a comfort zone. He did have one in those games, especially when he scored 40 on the against the Nets. Like, he had uh, a comfort zone in his offense that you can tell, and I just don't think he's had that since. Is this Beasley? It's been way too long, my friend. What's up, Adam? How are you, man? Oh, just living the dream. So I wanted to ask you about the heat. Is it just a matter of uh, Butler not being out there when they struggle, or is there something deeper to their ups and downs and not beating these bad teams? I just think that they're they're the type of team that is, um, I don't know how to, I mean, they're, they're a bit of a machine, right? Like if, if any of the cogs are missing, it, it could get ugly quickly. And obviously Jimmy is the one that settles them the most or most regularly. So you'll go the longest stretches without, um, you know, a consistent force there. And, and in this case, the other night it happened to be on offense. You know, you only score 80 points. You're obviously, um, you know, not doing well in that area. So I, I think he just stabilizes them the most. You can win without him. You can win without any player on that team. But they'd have to be in a good rhythm altogether. And I think that's been the issue this year. I, mean, I think everybody's comparing them to that team in the bubble. And the team in the bubble was incredibly healthy. And that, you know, included an all-star level of Goron. So, um, yeah, I, I think the idea, if you ask, you were to ask Eric Spolter, the idea on this team is not to be able to win a ton of games with Jimmy out. It's to be great with Jimmy in. And so um, I don't think it matters what team they lose to. They could lose anybody with, with that guy out. Israel Gutierrez from ESPN joining us on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Uh, looking at the East standings halfway through the season, I know there's a game or two left here tonight. Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the one, two, three in the East. Is the scariest team of those three Brooklyn in your mind in a seven-game series mm-hmm. to have to beat that team four out of seven times? Yes, but it's odd because, like, I, you could, I can make an argument for Philly as well. I, I think you can't really make a strong one for Milwaukee given the way right, they went out last right. year. But, uh, you know, uh, to me, it's just becoming an obvious thing of, you know, who has the most unstoppable forces um, because uh, Joel Embiid is an absolute beast and, you know, could win the regular season MVP. But I think he's going to see a lot more attention in the postseason. Um, and become, you know, less unstoppable when there's two people around him all the time. Um, and then you're going to have to trust that, A, he can make the right pass out of that, and B, that his teammates are going to, uh, you know, make the defense pay. But I just think Brooklyn, man, like, every time I turn them on, it's like decent defense, and then somebody's just hitting a great shot, and it doesn't matter. You know, it's usually Kyrie, but that's this KD hasn't been around in a while. So I, I just have a hard time believing that if they play any sort of defense, um, that you're just going to be able to stop them regularly because they're just so talented. Like, 
talented to the point, again, that they're always going to be that great offense team beats good defense. And that's why I lean toward them. Uh, you know, uh, they, I feel like they still need to make a move for a big, um, and they probably will. But that's, you know, that's the team that would frighten me the most. As I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and I came across something that made my head kind of explode, it was Knicks fans dancing in the street after a win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was I looking at there? And is that team actually good? I mean, if you suffered as much as New York has suffered, I think you'd find joy in any any small <laughs> victories. Also, I mean, hell, if you had to live in New York over the last year, you'd probably True. just want to do True. anything out in the streets. So uh, <laughs> I got to give them uh, a little bit of a – cut them some slack for that one. But, frankly, what this does, it's got to frustrate Knicks fans to me because it just would show you what having any sort of decent coach or decent leadership for a good stretch – will do for you because I mean you look at that roster and they're not very deep and you know you've got a guy like Nerland's Noel who's a solid player don't get me wrong but you know he's playing 40 minutes for that team on any given night and it's, you're just getting the most out of what you got and that's what Tom Thibodeau's doing and I think it's um, it's good for them uh, people say it's, it's better for the league when the Knicks are good well, it's not that bad when they're mediocre either so <laughs> let them be in the mix a little bit and my guess is they'll drop out of the playoff picture by the end of the season. But, you know, I mean, everybody on that team stays healthy and they keep that youthful exuberance. Maybe they can't keep it all year long, but um, it's hard to predict that. I'm sure you saw it on social media or one of these websites in the last couple of days, the argument that a uh, national radio host, Brandon Tierney, brought up of that Julius Randle season he's having right now is better than any season that Bosch had. And <laughs> like, I know that you heard it. Uh, I Immediately I looked and said, God, yeah. people forget – about anything that guy did before the big three and, and how good of a player he was and how you know how just good Bosch was before he yeah. became a third option on a team with Wade and LeBron. You hear that yeah. argument, you know the guy. Did you laugh at that? Like, what, what, what was the first thing you thought about when you heard that? I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if I know the guy. Like, <laughs> I know right, the name. Right, right, right. Uh, anyway, um, so my thought was, and it's just funny to me, like, I love Julius Randle. I think he is um, a heck of a player. He's refined his game some, but he still reminds me of throughout his career, really, of just like a bull in a china shop. Like, he's just right. going to go, he'll get you, he's got some skills, like I said, he'll get you, you know, the occasional 30-point game. He can fill up the stat sheet, whatever. But, you know, are you organizing a team around him? Are you, you know, building an offense around him? Are you, you know, building a defense around him as your centerpiece? And I just, you know, um, this, it's unfair to him because why are we doing this? Like you're talking right. about a Hall of Famer right. uh, if he didn't – sure, sure, Hall of Famer if he didn't have the, the blood clots, but a probable Hall of Famer anyway. And, you know, it's just one season of Julius Randle, so it's unfair to him on top of everything. But, no, he's not the complete player. He is more of a statistical gatherer, but <laughs> – it is not uh, not a guy that I would take over Chris Bosh at any year of his career. Uh, LeBron James missed one game. Is this national headlines or what? Like, he sat out a game. I love the fact that he sits out one game this season, and it's literally not just on the ESPN website, not on any of the other sports yeah. websites. It's the top story. Is it amazing That's that everything LeBron does, right? That's because he wanted it to be, because he played every single game, and he wanted it to be, you know, hey, look at – uh, I'm going to win this MVP. And I, I honestly think he was like started the season trying to win an MVP. And like, because, you know, he recognized they just won a championship. So he can, uh, if they don't win it this year, even though they, I mean, they look like the best team when they're healthy. Um, I, you know, I think he was chasing that, that MVP. And I think um, with Anthony Davis, that it became a lot harder. And now it's like, all right, I need a break. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. 
I do think that people should lay off the whole idea that he is the MVP just because he's doing this at his age. Like, first of all, let the season play out. And then second of all, look at the seasons that um, Jokic and Embiid are having right. and then and then fit, figure out if uh, LeBron fits in that conversation because uh, I think if he starts taking these days off, which he should, uh, because the postseason is what matters, and his statistics won't be as gaudy, and he won't win the MVP, and that's okay. He's got he's got plenty of those. <laughs> I think right. Jokic or Embiid should win it. Right, right. Izzy, thanks for your time, man. I always appreciate it. Love talking basketball with you. Love talking anything with you at this point, but I appreciate you coming on for a couple minutes with me and Adam. Yeah, no problem, guys. Have a good one. That's the Joe Rose Show getting you ready for the big game tonight. I know a lot of people are like, big game tonight? That's right. Pelicans Heat, my two favorites, going at it. They're in New Orleans. I'm here in Miami. The only way it would be better is if they were either here or I was in New Orleans at the game personally. It's okay. I'm going to just watch it, drink some beer, and enjoy life. Speaking of enjoying life, you can always enjoy a greeny weekday afternoons from 10 to noon. The Bills suddenly are a team to take very seriously. The Dolphins feel like they are a team on the come. NFL insight like only greeny can next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. 560 the joe radio rewind running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 hi i'm dan day get me at social media at dan day radio got that sublime going in the background trying to get my groove going because i got heat pelicans in just a little while i can almost taste the beers and the sweet sweet smell of victory who will win doesn't matter they're two of my favorite teams kind of does but either way i'm gonna be happy no matter what and sad no matter what so kissing my cousin tonight kissing my cousin you're never kissing your cousin with mike greenberg unless he's actually your cousin you kiss him which wouldn't make a lot of sense nonetheless he's talking about the qb carousel in the nfl and is new england back all right and that one place to start is going to be the quarterback carousel and the craziness that is about to ensue we're having massive technical issues here. I don't have my rundown, so I'm just going to do the best I can to take you through this. Because yesterday, we got ourselves a sense that the madness is about to begin. It is literally about to begin right now. And we got that from the words of the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell. I think there's going to be a seismic shift in, in talent across the NFL. You've got teams that are projected to be well over the cap. You've got teams projected to be well under. Uh, you know, I know every free agent or potential free agent out there is thinking, well, they're, they're not going to get uh, released. But, you know, they're going to be a bunch of surprises for people here in a few weeks when, um, when everybody has to get under the cap and free agency starts. And uh, my guess is that, you know, like I said, I, I see a big shift, seismic shift in terms of the talent moving around. He sees a seismic shift in the talent moving around. We've got it now. It, it seems to have come on here. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. We're working behind the scenes frantically to try and bring you the best show that we possibly can. So he sees a seismic shift. And Diana Rossini used the words massacre for what we should be expecting to see in the NFL next week, which is to say that with the salary cap in a blip of a circumstance dropping something that no one had ever budgeted for. No one was expecting the salary cap to go down this year as they've been making their long-term plans because no one in their right mind, or certainly no one had the foresight to think, well, there's going to be a global pandemic and that will completely rewrite the way our salary cap situation works. In a one-year blip of a situation, you got some teams that are going to be really in trouble as a result of this and others that are going to benefit. The team that is going to benefit the most is going to be the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick already was going to have as good an offseason as anybody because it felt like half of his outstanding defense opted out this past season. 
and they'll all be back, or at least most of them will. So he will have a lot of that defense back as it is. He's also got a ton of cap space and draft capital to make moves. And if you think that Bill Belichick sitting there at 7-9, and watching not only his former quarterback Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in his first year, but watching his division, which he has long dominated, get so much better, the Bills suddenly are a team to take very seriously. The Dolphins feel like they are a team on the come, and even the Jets have the opportunity to get better quickly if they play their cards right based upon the draft capital they have and all the salary cap space they have. I think we should be expecting Bill Belichick to make a bunch of moves really, really quickly. So that is the team I think will do this thing right immediately. And I'm talking about beginning in a week and a half. The other side of it, the bad side of it, I think is going to be the Eagles. The Eagles, I think, have every reason in the world. I'm not I'm I'm going to use the word tank. I don't mean it literally. I don't mean that the Eagles are going to purposely be bad in this case. I think they're going to realistically assess their situation. They're going to say we're a trillion dollars over the salary cap right now. Had got nothing for Carson Wentz. We didn't get anywhere near what we were expecting for Carson Wentz. We have the sixth pick in the draft. If I'm them, I think they're going to release half their team in the next week and a half. They're going to try and build. They're going to give Jalen Hurts a year to see what he can do. I would trade that sixth pick in the draft to start building up your roster again and start thinking about being good two or three years from now. It isn't going to be this season. So I think in the next week or so, you're going to see the Patriots making some moves that matter, and the Eagles will be the team that you start seeing let people go. Greeny with you in that straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, I did a little mini green list on television today. Bubba, give me a little football music, and I will give you, I put together a list of five things that I think could should or will happen in the NFL this offseason. Let me run through them quickly. Number five. Five is that I believe Sam Darnold stays with the Jets and they trade away the two pick. I went back. I had Hembo send me what teams got when they traded away the second pick in the draft when others wanted to come up and get a quarterback. The Carson Wentz trade, the RG3 trade. That's what the Jets are sitting on. We're talking multiple number ones and twos and threes. Get a King's Ransom rebuild your entire roster and take one more shot with Sam Darnold. Are you completely convinced Zach Wilson is going to be a superstar? The only benefit to drafting him, who's a 50-50 proposition, over trying to rebuild in every way Sam Darnold, which is a 50-50 proposition, the only benefit is restarting the clock on the money. But they have enough money and enough capital to give Sam Darnold the chance he's never really had to prove he's an NFL quarterback. I think they should stick with him and give him one more year. Number four. At four, the Bears need to move heaven and earth to get to Sean Watson right now. They've waited 101 years for a quarterback like this. This is the time to do it. It doesn't matter what it takes. They need to get on the phone with Nick Casario and they need to say, look, at the end of the day, this is an untenable situation for you. Your best case scenario is he comes back, he's unhappy, and it tears apart your locker room. You need to trade him, and everybody knows it. While the getting is good, here's our best offer. Let's make this deal right now. The Bears should be making a deal for Deshaun Watson right this minute. Number three. The Cowboys need to recognize they've blown it hopelessly on Dak Prescott, and they need to see if they can figure out a way to get Russell Wilson because Dak Prescott's going to walk away from them, whether it's now or next year, and they're going to get nothing. So the future of their quarterback position is a disaster. They have boxed themselves into a financial corner they cannot get their way out of. They need to start making alternative plans. If they don't do it now, they'll have to do it a year from now in an even worse situation they're in at this moment. Russell has made it clear the Cowboys are a team he wants to go to. Dallas should be at least looking into ways to make that happen. Number two. Here's one I'd like to see. I'd like to see Matt Ryan find a way 
to reunite with Kyle Shanahan. It's time for the Falcons to start over again. They have the fourth pick in the draft. They can certainly get a quarterback there, or they might be able to move up. We've seen projections. Mel thinks they might trade up with the Jets at two. Maybe Matt Ryan finds a way to go out to San Francisco, play with that great team and that great coach, and those two have unfinished business. Win the championship that was basically within their grasp and slipped away a few years ago in Atlanta. I don't know that that'll happen, but I sure would like to see it for both sides. Number one. And then finally, as I mentioned, the Eagles should trade the sixth pick in the draft, try and start rebuilding your roster with as many good players as you can get for that, and go one more year with Jalen Hurts. You're not winning this year no matter what. Jalen Hurts opened up a lot of eyes last year. Give him a chance to prove that he can do it. And those are my things I would like to see that I think could happen, should happen, and will happen in the NFL all in just the next few weeks. Greeny giving you some hot NFL insight in the middle of March, or at least the beginning of March. Football cycle never ends, and it's that type of topsy-turvy world. Speaking of topsy-turvy, we've got a holiday we're celebrating today. Zion Williamson Day. Party time with Hawk and Crowder next, here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. It is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Thursday. Tuesday felt like Thursday. Thursday feels like no day of the week because it just keeps going and going and going and going. You know how those weeks go sometimes, but I got a little bit of reprieve tonight. Pelicans heat. Oh, huge Pelicans fan, huge Heat fan from New Orleans. Live here in Miami. I am so ready for that game. So ready to crack open a few beers, catch the game, hang out with some friends, and then whoever wins is whoever wins. As long as Zion Williamson scores a ton of points and maybe Jimmy Butler plays. Is that too much to ask? Too much to ask? It's never too much to ask to get fun times with Hawk and Crowder in. That's weekdays from 2 to 6. You can always catch them. They are celebrating a holiday. Also, they give you some gambling insight. Then they're Mount Rushmore of Goldens. And is it cereal? Zion Williamson Day. What? We will get into it. Zion Williamson Day has arrived. I didn't even look. I wonder if they have the game props up yet. Hold on. Let's see here. Now, the Pelicans lost, you know, last night to the Chicago Bulls. And we had, in a parlay, the Bulls plus six. Unfortunately, uh, we also had the Jazz in that parlay, and they crapped the bed at the end of the game there and didn't cover. We had a three-team parlay last night. We had the Bulls plus six. I actually thought that they would do well against New Orleans. They did. They beat them straight up. Uh, We had uh, Brooklyn minus 10. They covered, obviously. You knew that uh, they were going to take it to Houston. Then we had the Jazz minus three and a half. The Jazz were up by three, and Joel Embiid takes this wild three-point shot for Philly, and he hits it, and so it goes to overtime. And then Philly beats up on them in overtime. Had he missed that three and he had no business making it, the Jazz would have gotten the rebound. They would have been fouled. They would have had two free throws, and they would have been up by four or five. We would have covered that three-game parlay. I know we would have, but whatever. No, would have, could have, should have. This damn Vegas knows something, don't they? Zion Williamson, 26.5 is the over-under on points tonight. 7.5 rebound is on rebounds, although 7.5, it's minus 160. So I don't think that's yeah. a good uh, play there. No. Um, Brandon Ingram, 24 and a half. Lonzo Ball, 14 and a half. 
There are no heat props up yet for tonight's game. Pelicans are three-point favorites right now over the heat. Ooh. Like you're saying, I like the Zion rebounds just because we are not that big, but right. yeah, minus six, 160 is stupid. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to uh, handicap it. So uh, coming on the show today, uh, our friend Sylvie from ESPN 1000 in Chicago because the Bulls played Zion. He was tweeting about Zion last night. So I said, all right, you'll give us a little scouting report. So uh, we'll get ready for the game tonight. I know, uh, know Solana must be very excited, and uh, we'll see what happens. Before we get to headlines, we do have a lot of stuff today because Mike Cuno is going to join us today as well from CBS4. Doug Plagans, the radio voice of the Florida Panthers, he's going to join us. They're in Nashville tonight. There's a lot going on. But uh, Crowder and I, you know, we found out yesterday, as many people in South Florida, that Larry Wall had passed away. And, uh, you know, I would assume the average fan does not know Larry Wall, but people in sports media do. He was our conduit for the Orange Bowl. He was an executive, a media PR uh, professional with the Orange Bowl committee for years and years uh, and was just a genuinely great guy. And you and I used to have... Tons of interactions with him because we used to we used to go on those uh, road junkets for the Orange Bowl media days. You know, we would go to Chicago and do our show there, and it was the Big Ten media days, and it was all brought to you by the Orange Bowl committee. And then we've done the uh, the Orange Bowl Wine and Food Festival. He invited us to a number of events. This dude was just a salt of the earth, genuine dude. He died yesterday. It was a form of blood cancer he was 67 years old but just a uh, a terrible loss for south florida sports media community you all right back there yeah i, I almost right. fell out of my chair it's it sounded like it i didn't i mean i i, I know we're all torn up over larry wall's death i thought uh, i thought you had just left the room no. <laughs> i can't take it anymore i couldn't no, take was, it he no, was a good larry, dude. he was a good dude great he went above and beyond on everything we asked him to do would help us, you know, get entry and help us get passes. Just yeah, yeah. when you, I didn't, you, you told me last night on our text thread, and yeah, that yeah. was just crazy. You know, wife, family. I seen the pictures of his kids. So yeah, just untimely death. And like I said, greatest dude in the world. It, it yep. kind of makes you think, why? You know, why would this happen? Yep. But yep. No, he you know, uh, it's tough. Had a form of leukemia. Got diagnosed several years ago, and then uh, and then seemed to be better. And then, man, it came back with a vengeance over the last few months and, and uh, uh, passed away yesterday. So uh, rest in peace, Larry Wall from the Orange Bowl, and uh, you will certainly be missed. All right, we'll do headlines here, and uh, Solana can give us headlines. So these are the things that I prepare with. <laughs> these are the things I prepare for on a Thursday Hawkman and Crowder broadcast. So let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana. The Heat-Pelicans game tonight is at 8.30 p.m. As Hawk mentioned, the Pels three-point favorites. So the Pelicans lost last night. I'm not sure if you guys saw what happened after the game. Zion missed a couple free throws late in that game, would have cut the lead to two. He missed eight free throws, shot a season high for himself, 16 last night. He stayed after the game on the court to put up shots for 40 minutes prior to speaking with the media. Now... I will say, before Crowder says it, he had actually ordered Uber Eats, and he was waiting for it to arrive. He had ordered it to the main entrance, not the locker room, so he figured he'd wait in the gym for the... I'm just get, I'm getting there before Crowder does. I, we saw Tyler Hero do that the other night. I remember Jimmy yeah. Butler, he was at the gym at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know. 
is that always a story now? Like I guess I think, so. I, but Kobe, Kobe did that twenty years ago, and we still make it a story that guys stay and shoot when they don't shoot well. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't and know. I think, yeah, I think Zion, yeah, yeah, he was just he was counting calories out there. So <laughs> he needed a few extra. Steps. You know what? The coaches make him hit shots to eat. They have an incentive <laughs> program for him. All right. What else you got, Solana? Again, that game, 8.30 p.m. start time. You can hear it on 7.90, the ticket. Also on TNT tonight, the Heat get a national televised game. Very nice. The Cats, they're back on the ice tonight in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Two straight in Tennessee. Tonight's puck drop, 8 p.m. Nashville right now not having the best go at it. But the Panthers, to be fair, have lost two straight games. They did pick up points in that homestand in those two games to Carolina. But Still two straight losses, and guess who's back between the pipes tonight, fellas? Sergei Bobrovsky. Big Bob. Bob is back in gold tonight for the Florida Panthers. Again, an 8 p.m. puck drop. Panthers are a minus-135 favorite in Nashville, and uh, that game is on 560, the Joe. Some big NFL news today. We'll start with the Steelers giving Ben Roethlisberger a new contract for the 2021 season. Oh, I didn't even see that. All right, it's crazy. Happened like half an hour ago. Yeah, huh. and I'm sure I'm sure it's to move money to acquire other guys because Big Ben's making like forty million this right. year. Right. So yeah, give him another year, spread out his money so that you can add some free agents. Some other news around the NFL: the Saints they released tight end Jared Cook. All right. Jared Cook used to be good. I don't know what he is now. And the Giants they released wide receiver Golden Tate. That'll free up like eleven million on a cap hit this year for the Giants. All right. Mount Rushmore of Goldens. Grams. Golden Grams. Retrievers. Child. I don't know if I've ever had Golden Grams. Have you ever had those? I see yeah, them yeah. in the cereal aisle all the time. I don't know if I've ever had them. You know, they were, actually, they were an There's, option in college in the little, the little oh, really? things with the big boxes, and you put the bottom, and it pours out. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was where I got my Cap'n Crunch. Yeah. But, uh, so, Golden Grams, weren't they? Uh, they like cinnamony? I guess they're like graham crackers, huh? Teddy yeah, Grams. They were graham crackers. Baby Teddy Grams. Graham crackers. Yeah. Teddy Grams. No, not not Teddy Graham. Teddy Grahams, the Golden Grahams, Teddy Graham, same thing. But well, they're no, not Teddy Graham golden is, in it. And Teddy Graham isn't it in the the shape of a teddy bear? Only and it's difference. A cookie. It's the only That's difference. That's a cookie. No, I don't think you're right, Salon. I think a Teddy Graham is like a uh, like a yeah. Hold on. Yeah, is Teddy Graham a cereal even? No, it's a it's cookie. It's a cookie. Yeah, but you can eat it as a cereal. They they're small oh, enough. Jesus Christ! You can <laughs> eat strawberries as a cereal if you pour milk over them. Well, wait a second. If you pour milk over anything, is it automatically cereal? No. No, Hawk. It's not? I'll answer that quick. No. You pour well, milk over it, me. It, am I chanting cereal? Well, I don't know. You just said if you pour milk over uh, <laughs> Teddy Grahams, it's a cereal. This is a serious question. If I put anything crunchy in a bowl and pour milk over it, is it cereal? Of course. It's a cereal. No. Is it? I don't know. What, what Cookie crisps. What's the difference between Teddy Grahams and cookie crisps? They're just smaller cookies that can go right into a bowl. But if I if I take saltine crackers, cereal. though, if I take saltine mm -hmm. crackers, the mini ones, put them in a, a bowl, pour milk over them, eat them with a spoon, am I having a bowl of cereal? You are. You're Folks, not. Folks, everything I told you about today's show is out the window. I know I previewed it just min minutes ago. It's all out the window. Four <laughs> hours today. If you pour something in a bowl, cover it with milk. Is it a cereal? We're going to line up a whole new list of guests and find out the answer to this very important question that we have stumbled upon. <laughs> I, it, hey, 
No joke. I'm asking Sylvie, and I'm asking Gunio, and you know Doug Plagans is going to have a college thesis on this already. <laughs> oh, he's listening right now. He's writing notes. All right. Well, I don't want to get bogged down with it now. What else? Anything else, Solana? Mike. What were we talking about? Oh, Mount Rushmore of Goldens. Golden Tate, Golden Grams. Retrievers. No. Golden Child. Golden Child. I don't, Golden Tate doesn't make it. Right. Golden Retriever goes up there. I'll yeah. think. Al Golden. And Al Golden. No. <laughs> I'd say Golden Nugget, something wow. having to do with jewelry. Oh, the maybe. Golden Nugget. No, the Golden Nugget, a legendary oh. casino. The casino, yes. As gamblers, yes, I'm with you. Golden Nugget. Oh, somebody texts in a bowl of croutons <laughs> with milk. <laughs> That's cereal, Jack. <laughs> That's- Got me questioning, but no, 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 no. Not cereal, not cereal. But you got to like that Mount Rushmore of Golden. And then you got to like Zion Williamson Day, some gambling insight, Hawk and Crowder. They always touch them all weekdays from 2 to 6. I'm going to touch a couple of beers and watch this Pelican Heat game. Get you excited for it if you're not as excited as I am. Probably not as excited. I'm probably the most excited person in Miami right now for Pelicans Heat. Huge Heat fan. Huge Pelicans fan. Both teams going to put on a display tonight. They did on Christmas Day. You had to get up early for that one. Although, why aren't you getting up early on Christmas? All the good presents, all the good food, all the good times, all the time off. Unless you're working the Heat game, which I was. Nonetheless, let's revisit Christmas Day. Christmas past, as they would say, with Pelicans Heat. Live from American Airlines Arena in Miami, it's the home opener for your Miami Heat, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for taking the time on this big day to join us for this holiday hoops edition. Butler out right side for a shot, a three for Robinson. Got it to go. Nice start there for Duncan to see him hit a three. His shot is short. The ball tapped out, and Goran Dragic got it with a Chua. Bounce pass to Chua. Finishes at the rim with a right hand jam. Precious move there. Stolen by the Heat momentarily. Yes, it is by Goran Dragic. Dragic on heart spins inside off the window. Got it to go. Oh, the Slovenian spinorama by Goran Dragic. And the Heat up with it by 10. Got it. Leans into his three. Got it to go. And he is fouled by ball on the play. A chance for the four-point play for Tyler Hero. And once again, Miami from long range. Now around 69%, 11 of 16. They're outscoring the Pelicans through 33 to 9 from deep. On that wing, Dragic underneath the basket. Goran Dragic spins, turns around, puts up a tough shot. He's got that down, Pat. 12 points are Goran Dragic. 83-70 Miami. Goran Dragic. Right side, Duncan looking for a three. Got it to go. Duncan Robinson, 7 of 10 from deep. Miami's first three here in the second half. I know we give him three for that, but that's like a layup for Duncan. Wide open, catch and shoot opportunity from the wing. Cotter steps through a double team. Out to Avery. Three ball good. Avery Bradley nails it from downtown, his second. And the Heat up by 11 at the six minute mark. Goran Dragic, bounce pass. Bradley, alley-oop, Achua at the rim, got it to go! And Miami up 104-88, boy, Avery Bradley fits in absolutely perfectly with this team. The final score, the Miami Heat 111 and the New Orleans Pelicans to 98. That's got my juices going for tonight's game. Hopefully it's got your juices going. I'm going to hit that juice and have some fun 
watching the game, then getting ready to get back here at the radio station tomorrow for more fun, because that's what we do here. We talk sports, we have fun, and we get it going on. If you want to hear more of what we have going on, it's real simple. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. I know I sound excited. If I'm too excited and I'm talking too fast, I can answer all your questions nice and slow at Dan Day Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure I'll be doing some live tweeting or some Instagram picturing tonight of me and my Pelicans jersey during the game. But nonetheless, much love for the Heat, much love for the Pelicans, and much love to you for hanging out with me this afternoon. Let's do it again tomorrow on a feel-good Friday. I am Dan Day, and this is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.